namely that the third world is not poor. You don't go to poor countries to make money. There are very few poor countries in this world. Most countries are rich. The Philippines are rich. Brazil is rich. Mexico is rich. Chile is rich. Only the people are poor. These countries are not underdeveloped. They're overexploited. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Working Class Stooges. Welcome. And for those who, if you're listening to us on a later episode, thank you for listening. Uh, but for future reference, we're going to be live streaming the episodes, hopefully more consistently. We're yeah. just try, something yeah. we're trying out. I yeah. think it'll be fun. We're also going to be clipping. Oh, I got a screen record. Uh, we're going to be clipping a lot of the stuff Ooh. directly from the uh, live. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. But, you know, we're just trying stuff out. Hey, we're still new to yeah, this it's a, whole. It's a work in progress, you know. Online stuff. We're just out here. Yeah, we're working. We're working every damn day. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, it's hard uh, to get together, honestly. Yeah. Anyway, to start off, cheers. Cheers. Shout out to Andres for the uh, Andres. Jason Momoa's vodka. Jason Momoa's vodka. What a drink! Mm, it's pretty good. Anyway, as I was ah, saying, recently so after <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recently after hanging out with Roland. From Camthropology. Oh, shout what out to a, what the guy. a good guy. What a guy. What a, what a fucking guy. guy. We kept saying that the whole ride. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. What um, a good anyway, guy. After we uh, uh, fanboyed out with him, yeah. Um, I kept thinking, like, man, that guy's so good at this internet thing, you know? Because I kept watching his online stuff. I watch his lives every once in a while when I can. And I'm like, man, he is so good dealing with the social media side of things yeah that i was like we gotta up our game man yeah like, you know what i mean like yeah. i just and then it's not even on like i feel like we got the content there yeah we just gotta present it prettier platter presentation oh you, you're a chef Ooh. you cook so you understand um yeah it's it's just that like grasping people's attention is hard mm-hmm. so you gotta throw whatever you can at them so i guess like, uh, you know that comedian Stavros Halkis? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I fucking love Stavros. Yeah, he's great. I love his podcast, too. And um, so he he was talking about how he got so famous so quick. Hmm. And it was because they were putting the squeeze on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And Instagram yeah. was like, okay, we're going to push these reels. Right. And he just so happened to, like, catch that wave. Right. And so right. he put out some clips and just got blew up. Blew up. So Also, the way he looked. Yeah, he blew up yeah. when he had what was he bald, no oh, tooth. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny. You have to catch things on like a swing. Yeah, really. you gotta you gotta have your freaking, you know, your divining rods out. And, yeah, cause and, uh, figuring out. <laughs> we've posted some reels that have done pretty well, and then some that haven't. And I'm like, I don't think this is at all having to do with the content mm-hmm. as much as like when you posted it, how you posted it, what you hashtagged, yeah. which is a little bit heartbreaking to be honest, but it's cool. It's cool. One of our, our most popular ones actually is of you uh, on your episode of South of the Eight when you said, oh, people come in and they're just kind of looking out. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. one. Yeah, that was a good clip. That was the first uh, clip you, we posted of yeah. you. And man, it, I can't remember the numbers, but for, for South of the Eight, again, yeah. all in reference, Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, and I remember thinking like, wow, I could have never known. I I knew it was good clay, but I don't know. I think it's popular. just like this, I, and this kind of goes to like 
what people do on TikTok. It's like somebody will start a TikTok, right? Yeah. And they don't know what's going to hit. Like they do like impressions or skits or some mm-hmm. shit, you know, and they find something that hits and then that, and then that becomes their whole deal. Yeah. You, you know really what I mean? You put yourself like, in a box. You put yourself in a box. So it's like, yeah. you don't really know what's going to, what the algorithms are going to choose, you know? Yeah. And I, I can take that from experience where I've definitely thought, oh, that's funny, but that doesn't mean I want to see more of you. And yeah. that's not in a mean way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they have other great ideas, but it's just sometimes I just think that one clip is funny. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. algorithm is done such a way that it just wants, oh, you like that? Here's 20 more just like it. Sometimes there's a place for that. And sometimes yeah. it just isn't. Yeah. You know? So it's interesting, man. Again, shout out to Roland. Because after all the talks we had with him, I definitely got a little chip on my shoulder. And I was like, man, I could, we, I, we could do so much more. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I'm going to, I'm committing to involving myself a little bit more with the uh, online sort of stuff. And I got to, I got to say to the uh, good, good people listening that, uh, you know, he's really doing most of the work here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just. Yeah, well, whatever the work, quote unquote, is push, uh, pushing an episode a week and a half after two and a half weeks. Yeah, after. he's putting a lot of surplus, uh, surplus, surplus labor <laughs> or surplus value into uh, Never the, took the you operation. For a capitalist here. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm kind of being a little bourgeoisie, actually. <laughs> and uh, David here has been a, a good proletariat. Yeah, no, it's it's I will say this. Like, it's a fun. There, it has its moments. It's like anything else. The moment it becomes homework. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like that sound. Yeah. The moment it becomes homework, it's just like anything else. You know, you start lagging a little bit. You start procrastinating. But we're here for it, and I'm happy because I'm always happy to post an episode. Because I'm like, man, that was a cool conversation, and I hope other people think so, you know? And I've had feedback from people where they're like, oh, that that was a really cool conversation. Or I didn't know that, you know? Like when Roland, like again, we keep talking about Roland. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But uh, what a good guy! When, yeah, what a guy! What a guy! <laughs> when we um, when we were talking to him, he kept quoting things back to us, that had never happened to me before. Oh yeah, that was that was strange. That was a surreal that experience. That was crazy. And I had. I mean, people, not strange for him. Like no, that's okay. fucking sick. He's but the it was guy that, that yeah. He understands whoa. the internet, so he like understands it. Yeah. But he was throwing it back at us. And I had had people tell me they listened or that they liked it. Yeah. But homeboy was quoting shit back to us. And it hit us like, oh man, yeah, I did say that. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what a what a cool fucking yeah. thing to have have. I was like, damn, I, I said something like that. That actually sounds kind of smart. Kinda you know? cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a trip. Uh, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> I was Quick fucked up reaction. on that on that camping trip. My back. I had. Oh uh, yeah. See, this is the issue. You know, you work so much. Yes. You work so hard. Your body it deteriorates. Yeah. You know. One night, one little night of drinking, and guess what? Your boy is laid up in bed oh, with a, with an insane pulsing pain in his back. Yeah, quick little Easter egg for those that uh, watch any clips from the uh, Capthropology episode. In <laughs> uh, the tent, in the green tent back there, uh, Joey's just knocked out in there. <laughs> you can see his leg. I think you can sort of see your knees because oh, yeah. your knees are out of the tent. But the whole interview, and a little bit before and a little bit after, Homeboy was just in there struggling, 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 struggling. But it was a good night. It was a great and, night. You know, it's just one one step closer to the grave. You know, uh, really, you're, truly, you're, it truly is. The body is deteriorating. Yeah, 
and yeah, you just gotta live. It's with catching it. up with you. It's catching up. You it's know? catching up. I am dreading the day. Actually, funny enough, the other day I woke up like two days ago. I woke up with like a little kink on my neck mm. and a little thing in my uh, ankle. And I'm over here oh, rubbing things. Double. Yeah. I'm over here rubbing things and wrapping my ankles, shit like that. And I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, oh, man, like, I can't remember the last time I was hurt. Like, yeah. this, over like, I'm sure it was nothing. You know, I just maybe stepped wrong, slept wrong, something wrong. Before I used to fall of like three feet and I'd be like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> just shake it off. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get too existential here, but enjoy your youth and, <laughs> and don't yeah. take it for granted. And granted, I am not re- We're not old. You just turned 32. 32. 32. Happy birthday, by the thank way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm 27, creeping on 28. You're not even in the 30 club. I'm not even in the 30 club yet, but I'm feeling it. Yeah. The way I treated my body oh, yeah. is definitely on the 30 range, you know, so it's one of those. But uh, but anyway, again, if you're just joining us now on the live, what's up? Uh, I'm David. This is Joey. This is Working Class Stooges. And... Yeah, so the original idea for the podcast, I guess, after our conversation for your episode on South of the Eight, was really just like kind of discussing Marxist, communist beliefs, but also having like a layman's take on it, right? Or at least that's my view on it. It's just like, I feel like a lot of the left is very quote unquote academic. Yeah. Which isn't horrible, but it's just, it can't be a monopoly. You know what mm. I mean? A lot yeah. of the ideas are for the working class. Well, also, it's like it's time being solely amongst academia has right. kind of spoiled it in a way and yeah. and has taken it in this direction in which the the real people who need the message, the working class people, mm. they can't they can't touch it and interact with it in a in a way that makes sense. And and that's a shame. Yeah. Think Martin Luther, the Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think very much like a priest given speak like speaking the word and everybody just kind of taking it for like for what it is right and it really should be um the printed press right like that's what revolutionized uh christianity because once it was accessible for everybody everybody had a fucking take on it yeah and there was everybody fucking said no you're wrong because of this and then you're wrong and now you have like all different sects and they didn't want they didn't want you to read they didn't want you to read and they said it in latin and it was like Nobody spoke Latin and you were just supposed to be like, yep, that's what it means. And that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. In a way, yes. Um, <laughs> we we took our, our our swing of some of the bigger books. Uh, we oh, recently, yeah. I've been reading Das Kapital. And I will say this. I am like three quarters in. But the only reason I'm going so slow is because I have to go back. I have to like swing oh, yeah. back. And, and I'm, oh man, it's an uphill battle for me. Yeah. And I read. I Well, I mean, I'm not the best reader but i read yeah so imagine yeah. someone that like is just not interested in picking up a fucking 600 page book you know and it's written if like what is it 150 years ago oh yeah you know Lingo like eight, 1850s i'm pretty sure 1850s right 1800s 1800s, I know 1800s. yeah um and like the the essence of it is completely valid right but it's also written in this way in which like god you really gotta you really gotta be on point otherwise you're just gonna get so lost yeah and then even if you're a little bit bored i would say like with those kind of books at least in my experience the moment you start getting a little bit like "Eh, put it down give yourself a break yeah you know forgive yourself and this goes for any kind of reading to be honest as someone that likes to read but sometimes has trouble sort of 
getting the spark going. Mm. Take a book the way you take a series, right? If you start it and it ain't doing it for you, put it down, you know, right. and go for another. That's why everybody should have a library card. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Or a come to raise rarities where you can buy a book for $4 and it's not going to break the bank. It's not going to break the bank. But if it quirks your interest, you know, maybe yeah. read a page here. Talk to Joe a little bit about it. Maybe he's read it. Read it in the store. Read it in if the it store. If it doesn't tickle your fancy, yeah. move on. People shouldn't be intimidated to... Uh, and this goes with anything, but people shouldn't be intimidated to try something new and then immediately abandon it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's 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 fine. I feel like because then it be, again it goes back to being a chore. Once it becomes a chore, you're not gonna pick that book up. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. gonna haunt you next to your bed for a while. So I I, I don't know if well the thing is with TikTok, it's like you you see all these things and it's like oh people with uh, ADHD and it's like something that Everything I exactly I do. Yeah, yeah, and. I'm like, man, do I have some kind of like learning disability or something? Yes. Because I think, yeah, yes, I do. Uh, I literally, like, I write, I try and do watercolors, I try and, you know, do the bookstore and, uh, like, all surf, just fucking, I got so many things, you know, and I want to be good. You're a serial hobbyist. I'm a serial hobbyist and I do all this shit, but then it's like, sometimes I literally can't bring myself, like, I'll, I'll try and play guitar or something and and for like a week I'll be hyper fixated and I'll mm-hmm. do it. I guess that's what it is, hyper fixation. Hyper fixation, yeah. And it's like I'm trying to write this book and and it's like I see these it's like other authors write five pages a day. I'm like <laughs> I'm happy if I get a paragraph down, right, you know. Right. And do you rewrite a lot of your stuff? Oh, I had to kick the habit. I can't. Yeah. I have to just write it and go on. That is better than perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's like I I had this book idea I was working on for like years and I rewrote the first part like if it's part one two and three like I had part one pretty much uh-huh. squared away I rewrote it so many times that yeah. I can't literally like keep track of where the story's going right. because I'm like oh no that was a that was like a rewrite a long time ago that's not where this character is now and it's just like so hard to stay focused mm. And really, I feel like, which I'm guessing is sci-fi. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that one that I really got so bewitched on was uh, like a dystopian kind of thing. Right. Uh, See, I feel like with sci-fi, that sort of genre, like devil's in the details, right? For a lot of it. So then it just, again, there's you can always, in your head, you can always make it better. Yeah. And that's rough, man. Yeah. That's rough. But again, it's not, it's not bad to, to um, sort of take a step back because mm-hmm. then you get discouraged and then again it becomes a chore and no yeah. one has to be told what to do <laughs> oh yeah you know and even if it's yourself because you're like you're like oh I'm gonna write five pages a day or a week or whatever and you're like fuck that guy he doesn't tell me what to do. yeah 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 <laughs> I don't want to do that it's like my <laughs> other <laughs> evil Joey is like yeah. why are you doing this you don't want to do this why yeah. blah, blah, blah. who like, cares no one knows and yeah it just be, it's a you cycle. should just sit on your phone on the couch and just yeah. <laughs> it's just just check it for 20 minutes and then or, or you ever on TikTok and you're like one more video oh and then that video is like huh I wonder what that's about and then you like kind of go on a rabbit hole before you know it it's fucking 2 in the morning yeah yeah that happens every time I had to delete it it told me yeah I keep telling myself I'm gonna do it and I've yet to do it but I, it is I take breaks yeah I take little gaps where I'm like you know what today I'm gonna you know, or yeah, maybe yeah. give myself a week, give yourself a month. I, I think the most I've done is like two months. 
And then I re-downloaded it because I was looking for like a, a, a recipe. Because mm. it is useful. Oh, recipes. Yeah. yeah. I re-downloaded it for a recipe too. Yes. Um, and, and like, it's just one of those things that I'm like, ah, well, it's already on my phone. And then I, I fall in the cycle again. But I don't mean to. It, it really is. I mean, it, the fucker's addicting and it's supposed to be. And it's not a scapegoat. I know what I'm doing. I'm an adult. I should know better. But, <laughs> but it's like anything else, you know. I keep telling myself that I can handle it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's like it's not a problem. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I don't have a problem. Do you think in the future, or not even in the future? I'm sure soon, but like people will start having like interventions for social media, or for like online content stuff like that. I I think so. I also think that like I'm reading this book right now, uh, Ursula K. Le Guin. It's uh something. Jeez, I can't even remember the name, but it's like the <laughs> it's like the third in the the farthest shore. Right. And it's kind of a world with magic and everybody's losing their magic and they can't mm-hmm. remember how to do it and and why they did it. And it's just like slipping through the hands of everybody. And that's how I kind of feel with our society. Like <laughs> it gets to the point where it's like this is kind of grim, but it's like the 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 things around us, a lot of it, like the malls and the fucking mm-hmm. dumb shit it's not worth saving, you know, right. and whatever, whatever allure they had has right. kind of disappeared and is crumbling away. And we don't even remember why these things were things. It's just like, I don't know. So interventions for, yeah. for, uh, uh, TikTok, like, what are we trying to save? Our personalities are so shaped by, this by is it. a deep, uh, th- no, a deep no, 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 that was great. That was a great take. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause the, um, I was thinking of mentioning that book. I was thinking that's the uh, plot for Enchanted. Do you ever watch Enchanted? I have not. So it's a Pixar movie. Yeah. I have a kid. That's why I watch Pixar movies. Nothing against Disney adults, you know, to each their own. I don't, I don't care. But anyway, so the, the plot for Enchanted. Is it Enchanted? Damn it. I don't know. It's the one with the uh, goblins. God damn it. I can't remember. It's one of the Pixar movies. It's one oh, of the magic Pixar movies. Anyway, the point of the plot of the movie is that... It's a magical creatures. You have elves, you have goblins, you have all these things, right? But throughout time, because of technology, people stop using their magic and their, like, attributes. Mm. So, like, fairies stop flying because they invented cars and motorcycles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And magicians stop using their magic because now there's a light switch, you know? Shit yeah. like that. And at the point of the movie, it's, like, 21st century uh, utopia-style place. And no one knows. And they're just going to work, <laughs> just driving around, going to the mall, shit like that. And then the point of the book is to sort of bring the magic back to everybody. Oh, wow. And it's kind of cute in that way. But it's funny that you mentioned that because it's a super similar. It's a super, super similar take yeah. where people definitely sort of stop, start forgetting. And that happens with just about anything. Um, and I hate to be the guy that's like, well, back in the day, people used to write letters, you know? Yeah. But a lot of those things are lost arts, you know? Yeah. And as someone that like likes a book, likes records, man, I'm a sucker for a record. You know That's I mean? cool. That the little sound before you start hearing the music, you know, the fact that you have to take care of it, or the way it gets scratched and you can't hear the song mm-hmm. you like, or having to take an entire album, you know, all those things, all those are things that sort of slow things down. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not the guy that's like, maybe that, do it. Like maybe it's, it's good that it's, it's slowed down. Way. Yeah. And and like to me, it's just like one of the things I like. I don't think everybody should do it that way. If anything, I don't want everybody to do it that way because it makes me feel special. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But it is nice to sort of slow down, turn on the record player, choose a record, think. Okay, how many of these? 
songs in this record do I like? Yeah. Because those are the ones I want to listen to. Or maybe I'll just let the whole thing play. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just sort of a, it's a little ritual. You know? Yeah, you can't skip around. Yeah, it's easy. Can't... It's like, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. So it's like, it's like ritualistic. It's very like in the moment. Yeah. I don't really like those sort of things. The things that kind of hone you down. Did, were you raised religious? Yeah. Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Jose were talking about how. We got to have Jose on. We got to have Jose on. That'd be great. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, But it was like, I was raised Catholic too. And it's like, I obviously I don't miss the fucking church, yeah. like the church aspect of it but like the the sitting for an hour with no phone just because that's the number one thing you do especially if you like are a kid like my catholic school i had to go to church on fridays with the school and then on sundays with my family and then like sometimes on wednesdays too for some other Mm. bullshit you know but man that that quiet reflective time yeah was pretty nice yeah and I, i and i literally Maybe if I go surfing, I have yeah. a little bit of that. But there's very few times where you can like quietly reflect on stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because everybody has their take on it, right? Like people that go running. Uh, oh, yeah, that's People cool. that go on a drive, stuff like that. I feel like there's a little bit of that everywhere. I was reading, uh, not I say reading every time I mean a sound in a video on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We should just start saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was watching a video on TikTok about a guy talking about how live music or people that go to um uh, sorry let me restart that i was watching a video (laughs) about how people that are really into religion Mm. may be that way because they don't experience enough live music what what did he mean by that is that the energy and the sort of community slash feeling you get from being in a religious ceremony and a ritual Mm. or just a mass in general is the same feeling you get from watching a band that you really like, or even just watching live music in general. What is it? We're all paying attention to one thing. We're all feeling the vibes. We're all filled by the same thing happening at the same moment. Yeah. Even more, if it's a band you like. How great is it to go see a band you like, scream to the top of your lungs the words, you know, and have that moment with people. You become friends with people that you will never see again. But yeah. in that moment, it is like feeling. So yeah. there's, and then I get, and then there was like a stitch to that same video. Someone that studies anthropology uh, was talking about how like that is, has a name. Can't remember the name, but it does have a name. And it happens a lot too with like cults. Yeah. Where like, if you can connect to that feeling people have of sense of community and unity with others. Yeah. You could really do some damage. <laughs> well, it's like, if you think about it, like humans have like, humans and human-like ancestors mm. up until like 10,000 years ago. So they, I think it's like 800,000 years, there was pretty much like a humanoid right. who we would probably be like pretty similar to. So, or it's almost a million years or, or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's 99.999% of human existence right. has been in the... Uh, you've got a hundred people in your group, mm-hmm. you know, you're high, you're hyper dependent on each other. You're super interconnected. Like you have your crew and you do everything with each other and, mm-hmm. and you know, you share and you have all these like communal experiences together. And that's 99.9% of our human existence. So we're hardwired for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. And then we get thrown in this hyper individual, like 
insanity and that's why that's why cults and religion and just like all this stuff because we're so far flung from what the majority the vast majority of our our body and our minds and brains are telling us to do you know it's pretty pretty insane super grim <laughs> and it's funny because that same lack of community and that same lack of um like, like you mentioned family religion whatever it is is the same thing that leads people to uh, fall in these like rabbit holes of like MAGA white uh, supremacy right. like these ideas of extremism because if you even agree with one thing out of that now you feel like you have a community yeah that's one of the things that keeps be, uh, being repeated when talking about like family members that get lost to like the right it's yeah. like the worst thing you could do is shunning shunning them away because you're giving yeah. them you're putting them in pretty much in the direct path of extremism yeah you know and you have to reach out to these people it is hard i understand it is hard to you know yeah try yeah. to reach out to certain people but it can get worse and yeah. it might get worse you know and it's just people trying to get a fix like that's really what it is like they're trying to get a community you watch these like um uh documentaries on people on like people that believe like the flat earth earth is flat yeah, and shit yeah. like that Man, you watch them, and it's almost cute how much they just want to be a part of something. Yeah, they're so hyped up. It's like people with sports. That's the thing. Like, it, it's really sports and cults are not that different. It's just one of them is just regulated and yeah. permitted, yeah. and the other one, you know, people that don't like sports are gonna believe <laughs> crazy you shit. Know, you know, when I was a kid, I thought I thought it was so crazy that the players weren't from the, the area city. yes did yes. that trip you out when you were it a kid always, you know, I was like, yes Whoa. i remember then what is this <laughs> yeah what's the point i thought this was like <laughs> yeah you know fucking like the re representing times, your you know yeah. like the fucking olympics yeah. it's like we're putting our representative yeah. forward you know and but then i was like it's not like that well you know it's funny to step even above that you know that people can just become nationals of a certain country and play for the olympics and their world cups Oh really? Yeah. If so like you have like the... a, if you have like a, a parent, which whatever, like the line is gray. But I know that some people will like nationalize themselves and still be able to pr uh, participate in certain uh, sports. Jeez. So technically, you're again, even that, even the one you would think is symbolic and like, oh, part of a country, you know, even that it's kind of thrown out the window for like entertainment, which whatever to each their own. But it's also like. Nothing means anything. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So it's such a charade. It really is, and like I, I hate to be. I just not a huge sports guy. Like I like baseball, and I like I'll go to a game. I love going to games, no matter what it is, you know. But I, I have trouble following it. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I like to go. I like to physically be there. Yeah, it's, really. It's get a into fun it. experience, and even if I don't completely understand the sport, yeah, it's a vibe. Couple beers, always have a good time, dude. You know what's what's a good time? Mm. We should probably go. Uh, we should go to the, the goals. Oh, dude, I love I love hockey. hockey. Games. Yeah, dude. hockey's sick. Hockey Last is time so I went, sick. They had three fights. Oh my I god! Was, it was like on five dollar beer night. Yeah, so yeah. everybody's hammered. Was, <laughs> it's it's crazy. like it's probably it reminds me of like the eighties. Yeah, like how 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 it would have been like way back yeah. in the day to go. It's and so it's, sick. Did you go? Was there a lot of people when you went? No, it was like a quarter field. <laughs> yeah, it's like a quarter field. Everybody's drunk. So yeah. you see people arguing from like end to end. Yeah. And it's just like no one's really paying attention to the game. It's, it's just, it's And insanity. if you shout, 
at the players, they can definitely hear you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, and you're freezing right your there. ass off too. Yeah. If you're oh, close man. enough to the rink, you're yeah. cold. Yeah. So it's it's an experience, and I love the sports arena. Is it still called sports arena? I think it's Sport. called like Hamul or Viejas. I don't know. What it are the was. Oh Jesus, I don't know anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I was gonna say, I almost feel like l- less social anxiety mm. talking to like. A conservative person than I do with the left wing person, and yeah. maybe it's because like of my work or or like uh, like working with like you know physical stuff and 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 mm-hmm. a bunch of different people like you know and those those older guys are saying some crazy Dude, shit. Everybody you know? at my job, <laughs> and it's like so I don't know. I just and my my older people in my family and stuff like that are like have these insane views, you know. And it's like I almost feel like they're more approachable. Yeah. And I don't know. What do you I, think? I think what it is is that because with the left person, it's like you got to be on your fucking p's and q's. Well, it and almost feels like, like a nervous. competition. Yeah, yeah. You know, it definitely feels like who knows more, mm-hmm. Jeopardy kind of. Right. Um, and I hate that shit because I don't know anything. But <laughs> I know but, it's like so, I'm not even in the right headspace to yeah, be. Yeah. I got to get it's, in the zone. Pissing fight, you know? <laughs> yeah. But with someone on the other side, if you stay away from buzzwords, you're not that different. Yeah. You know? If you really it's start great. thinking like, yo, fucking government, you just start there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And of course, they're going to go with the classic, like, fucking Biden, Trump was better. If you just look past that and just think like, okay, well, well, what's so bad about it? You know? Like, well, unemployment. Perfect. I also agree unemployment's a horrible thing, you know? Yeah. And you start kind of taking at the things, staying away from names and buzzwords, you agree so much. Yeah, and it's like, if you keep your, if it's like, hey, well, you know, it's like, if you work full time, you know, no matter what, you should be able to afford to live, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, even if you don't work full time, like maybe you have something else going on and, and... you know, you got kids or, or a disability or something like that. You know that, who so. I definitely can't stand? The fucking middle. And oh, yeah, the centrists. The reason is that people in the middle really think that they got to figure it out because it's like, well, I see your side and I see your side. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, it's like, no, you see my side, but you refuse to admit that that other side is fucked up. And again, I know we're saying that It's the most chicken are, shit. Yes. And I and we're talking about some people that are like, you know, maybe misinformed and culturally they just have really tied roots and they're very, you know, yeah, yeah. what's the word? Fucking stubborn and shit like that. But like the right, right is those extremists, the Nazis, the people that are really doing some fucking damage. If you're agreeing that both the Nazis and yeah. the left are crazy. Yeah. Or they're in the same boat. Then you're fucking insane. Like that's just straight up. Right. Insane. The horseshoe theory. Yeah, fuck that. That's so dumb. So the middle is definitely one of my biggest pet peeves. Not a yeah. huge fan of the liber- liberals. Neoliberals. Yeah, I see both fuck sides. Fuck. That just Shut that phrase up. has been just so corrupted, and I just it's like, Ugh. Ugh. yeah. I remember, I like this is early uh, radical David, um, but I remember having a conversation with someone. This was uh, around the time of George Floyd, and I was having a conversation with someone that was uh, conservative. And they were saying, like, well, fucking cops are just trying to do their job, you know? And I'm thinking, like, no one deserves to have a fucking knee on their neck for nine minutes. Like, that's kind of, like, where the argument was at. 
Yeah. And someone literally said, like, next to me, like, well, I understand both sides. I'm like, how? How could you understand that a man was murdered, but that's okay? At least the yeah. other guy thinks that it's uh, sort of like the guy was doing his job. It's a, The guy said, like, it's a horrible thing that happened, but the guy was doing his job. Yeah. And the guy in the middle is just taking the worst of both parts. <laughs> and if you somebody know? says that, it's an opportunity to take it to the broader perspective. Because yeah. it's like, hey, you know, ever since the first city, you know, there had to be a police force. Mm-hmm. In Rome, in freaking feudal times, in, uh, right. you know, uh, feudal Japan. Yeah. Like, Usually when, a military yeah, yeah. When the society develops into classes... You know, you have the haves and you have the have-nots. And then, guess what? There's a force. Mm. Just like the police. It could be the freaking... Where the term fascia comes from. Mm-hmm. Is, or it's like fasce. It's like this, like... It's like these Roman guys who used to, like... Who had, like, patrons who were, like, rich guys. And they would carry around these sticks. Right. Uh, with an axe in it or some shit. But that's called, like, the fasce. Which is where we get the term fascist, fascist. from. Right. And it's kind of people who just, like, go and... Def- they are not rich, mm-hmm. but they go and defend the rich people, mm-hmm. you know. And then every society that has classes has one of these kinds of forces. That's like, okay, in our society, we have that too, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. it's an opportunity to take it to the broader perspective of things too, yeah. you know. That's how I look at it. It's like take it to take it to a million miles away and like, yeah, let's let's look at this in historical context because right? I think we get caught up in the. Here's how it feels to me personally, right. like this, that. You well, know? there's also this connection that, like the sort of like the rule of law kind of thing, like the if we didn't have rules, then it'd be anarchy, sort of idea. And it's like, well, okay, let's just let's break down a rule, right? And a rule, something as simple as a speeding ticket, right? What is a speeding ticket? A speeding ticket is a a fine for breaking a rule, an agreed upon rule for which you took a test. You bought a license, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Let's put um, speeder A and speeder B. Speeder A works two jobs, makes less than $45,000 a year, mm-hmm. has five kids, and can barely afford to live where he fucking lives. Yeah. He's getting fi- charged $500 because he was running late to work, where he was told that if he <laughs> is ever late, he's getting booted. David right. gets speeding tickets. By I get speeding tickets all the fucking time. This is a very personal. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes. Anyway, fucking, I've paid like two That's grand. That's fucking bullshit. Uh, anyway, Speeder B, he's a guy that, for whatever reason, was speeding. Man, let's say he was also going fucking late to work. Yeah. But this motherfucker makes two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You know, like. Is the fine the same for both people? Yes, it's the same amount, but does it e- is it equity is what yeah. it is, right? Like equality isn't equity, right? And that's the big fucking difference. Yeah, like, it's just a tax for being poor. Yeah, and and you and this is anything from like uh, a speeding ticket down to jaywalking, which I think now like they got rid of. But like, there's so many things that you, when you break them down, it's only a, a punishment for us. Yeah. For like the 99% of us. And yeah. even, well, I don't know what you would define or where the line is, but for the majority of us, it's just a tax for being poor. Yeah. You know? And this goes down to like getting charged on your account because you overdrafted <laughs> or maybe because you didn't have, what was it, like $100? You're supposed to have $100 on your account. It's time. like so clearly predatory. So clearly predatory. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, 
hey, state, can you defend us from these predatory private yeah. corporations and banks and shit? Jesus. And yeah. they're like, no, we're the, we're one of them. Yeah. One we of us. benefit from them, matter yeah. of fact. Um, yeah. It's what I was going to say is uh, because we were at the beach the other day and mm. I was like, yeah, I don't know. You got to watch out for drinking at the beach. Because oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. Allegedly, there was alcohol. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, there may have been alcohol at the beach. But I'm so paranoid because we got caught up one time. And and it was at Fiesta Island. And we were having a good old time. And we even went there. And we brought rakes and stuff because there's all kinds of nails and bullshit oh, there. Oh, yeah, you got to watch out. You got to watch out at Fiesta People Island. People throwing fucking pallets. Yeah. 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 So we raked up our spot and picked up trash. And we were having a good time. And we were drinking and fucking smoking and all kinds of stuff. And I was thinking, I think it's chill because they have the over the line tournament. Right. You know the over the line tournament? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's the biggest, drunkest thing in the entire world. It's like. Yeah. (laughs) It's so. You think it'd be like this. And that's that's where we were at. And I was like, I think it's cool here because they have that thing. But that was a silly mistake. And so the police came and. Got caught up got caught up they came from the beach mm. like they had ATVs and like came up onto <laughs> us like and cause we were just looking at the road but no they came they came from yeah. you know <laughs> you know the woods and yeah. and um, yeah it was either gonna be like a $500 ticket or two days of community service right and so we took the community service obviously yeah and I was just like damn now we're doing free labor yeah for I think it was two weekends or something like that and weekends you're not getting back I was like damn yeah that is bullshit yeah bullshit yeah yeah and a lot of those things are are there just sort of almost to like make money yeah because how many times have you seen the cops not do anything during 4th of July and shit like that and and like also how many people were around you that were also drinking right you know and it's the idea of like I'm not doing anything let me just fuck up someone yeah it's like we're a fish in a school and the fishermen are just trying to catch some of us you know it's like they're not gonna catch the whole school of fish right but if you're the we're like the other fish like oh look he got he got hooked man oh shit yeah Yeah, it's like uh, yeah it's definitely like a intimidation thing yeah you know, and, and I think it also keep us on our toes. It also happens with like um, every time in the mornings that you see traffic, you're gonna see someone getting stopped, and it's like, dude, we're all speeding, like we're all trying to get to work, we're all doing the same thing, and you ruined one person's day. It almost does feel targeted, because the guy knows he can't stop everybody, but he has to make an example out of something. Yeah, and how fucking petty is that? Like, yeah, it's it's an abuse of power, and it's it's insane. It really is because, you know, one day that law might change and then no harm, yeah. no foul. Kind of like when with like uh, the uh, legalization of marijuana. Right. How many people are in prison for having um, some amount of weed on them? Or... I couldn't believe they didn't all get let out of prison. Exactly. And then now white people are benefiting from having all these fucking huge as dispensaries. Yeah. For something that we've done, especially in California. Yeah, there's hundreds of thousands of brown people and black years. people in freaking prison exactly. for that. Exactly. Exactly. And white people. And white people. It's like people. Just people. people. Working class people. That's the thing, like, people seem to misunderstand that a lot of the times we put ourselves in these boxes of race. And a lot of things can be seen through that lens. But we have to understand that the real fight or the 
main fight is a class issue yeah. before it is a race issue. So I had an idea and I was thinking like, you know, that the the working class movements, they shrink and contract and shrink and contract. And there's a book here called The Fall of the House of Labor, which is about like the different movements throughout time um, and how they grow and shrink and grow and shrink. And, and I think for the last as as long as we've been alive mm-hmm. it's been so dispersed right, you know right. and in that time of dispersion if that is in fact a word <laughs> um, sure uh like it became very identity based so right. each group kind of like you know it was such the left and working class was such under assault that they you know kind of retreated into mm-hmm. you know their identities and stuff like that and that's how people have been organizing in the last decade or so right. i'm not i don't i'm not a crazy historian about it but and i feel like now it's like we need to come together like voltron mm-hmm. you know and because that's like the black panthers and the and the i think it's latin kings and then yeah. the sons of something or other the white group like they all kind of work together and like there's been times in history where the where all our different identities can unite under a single banner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's happening and that's good because that's when progress happens, you know? Yeah. It's the solidarity. Yeah. It's like solidarity with the working class. Yeah. And I feel like people are beginning to see that a lot. Yeah, I, people uh, need to see that there isn't like being proud of your culture and having solidarity with other people are mutually exclusive. Yeah. You know, it, just like with our content, everything is getting so niche. Yeah. Right? So, like, it used to be like, oh, like, Chicano power or, like, Viva la Raza, things like that, you know, or black power, you know. I don't want to say the white one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there, people put themselves in these boxes. And, like, I understand that people want to feel, again, back to the community idea. But then people refuse to sort of, you know be a part of something else because they're in that box and then now you're thinking of things like well now i'm an educated chicano now i'm a california chicano versus like a texas chicano and like yeah. there's like so many boxes that get yeah. smaller and smaller and smaller and if you refuse to open up the doors to other people then you won't see that we have so much fucking more in common right than we have difference i again kudos to the people that want to feel part of their community and that's great that you find because there's niches for everything. Yeah. I mean, we found ourselves amongst the niche, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And a niche of a niche, you know? And and I feel like that almost has to happen. Right, Like, right. because it was, because the working class was such under assault to keep kind of the power uh, alive, you know, and the, and the revolutionary will alive, right. it had to disperse into ways that people could identify with and, yeah. and come together and, you know, a really obvious one is race and it's and you know your identity and stuff like that and now that those groups are growing again it's almost like okay now now we can make another push you know yeah Yeah, it's like multipolarism you have to have intersectionality that's the word I was looking for you have to have again be part of your community but understand that there is a common struggle yeah there is a common struggle whether it's a racial struggle or Mm -hmm. a class struggle there is a common struggle and a common enemy and 
a lot of times when you talk in political lingo and shit like that, there's always a scapegoat, and yeah. we're no different. The left, of course, has a fucking scapegoat, right? We have bourgeois, <laughs> and people think it's the right. It's like, mm, well, is it the right or is it the capitalist? Is it the people in power that benefit right. from the right? Because some people may be religious, conservative, mm -hmm. uh, socially, whatever you want to call them, but they are also working class. Yeah. As much as some and, choose to deny it, yeah. they are working class. And it's going to be a leap of faith, too. Because, cheers. Cheers. Oh, uh, oh you killed it. So fucking spooked. Um, honestly, I was thinking about it all day, so I've been, uh, Dude. I've been just like, oh, ice cold. Vodka. It is so talking the podcast. Andres, thanks again. <laughs> Thank you, Andres. Uh, so you, you dirty rap scallion. Yeah. But um, damn it, we lost fuck. it now. I know. Fuck. I know. The, the that was a good one. Yes. Um, um, we were talking about intersectionality and... Oh, it's a struggle. leap of faith. Right, right. It's a leap of faith because what you're gambling is I'm going to align myself with this person yeah. who doesn't necessarily hold, you know, 100 out of 100 right. uh, values that I have. But the goal is so grand yeah. that we're going to overcome... Right. Our differences to get the the real you know pot of gold at the end of the rainbow oh, yeah. you know like and that's what needs to happen mm -hmm. but right now it's still kind of like no unless you agree with me 100 percent, yeah i'm not even gonna fuck with you at all at all yeah and that's kind we're of quick to judge we're gonna have to overcome that to really make some fucking moves which know? is why things like uh amazon warehouse unionizing with Chris Smalls and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The reason they were so successful is because at the picket lines, they told everybody that this wasn't a red or blue issue. They didn't align themselves with any polit specific political view. They strived away from keywords like communism and yeah, shit like yeah. that. To which I understand. Like you don't, you know, you need to make it smooth, just like this fucking vodka. Just but like no, they, just like Jason Momoa's you have sweet to vodka. Make it easier for people to consume. Because they agree with the ideas, but sometimes the names are triggering. Yeah. And that's completely understanding with all the fucking propaganda we've all had. Of course, it's fucking triggering. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure kids nowadays, maybe they even like vegetables, but they think they don't because all the <laughs> cartoons tell them they're fucking disgusting. Yeah. As yeah, like yeah. an inside joke from like the fucking 50s. Right. Right. It's a, a joke from, you know what I mean? Yeah. My yeah. kid loves vegetables. Like, <laughs> because he never saw that stuff. But it's just that like, we learn to hate certain things. Because socially, it's okay, right? Yeah. So, again, when we mean to reach out across the table, it doesn't mean say hi to your local Nazi. It yeah. just means that certain yeah. people... Not them. Not them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. No, 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 no. But it's, it's just that like certain people may start speaking fucking insanity, but if you give them a chance or ask them a secondary question, you guys are going to agree on a whole lot of things. You can agree on 99% of things. Yeah. You know, I, I ha that happens. It was such a pleasant surprise for me at work. You know, we're all union. So I knew we have that in common, but the moment someone steps out of line, like a boss or someone from corporate starts doing some shit. Oh, the talk start. You know what I mean? It's always <laughs> like, we don't fucking need this. We're fucking union. Just fucking yeah. let's all go. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Say yeah. it, you know? And I, the other day I threw in act your wage. Yeah. And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, you know, like, you don't have to go above and beyond for someone that doesn't compensate you properly. You know, yeah. like you're, you're an operator, act like an operator. Like that's not insane. It's just, 
you know, it's I do what's expected of you, and that's it. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, that is true. Like, I shouldn't have to stay. I shouldn't give hours for free. They call it OT, own time. Yeah. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, like, we'll just stay a couple of minutes. It's like, well, if I stay a couple of minutes, you have to pay me the full hour. Like, that's just how it goes, right? Yeah. If I don't leave by a certain time, it's an hour of overtime. Really? Yeah. At least for that's us. the way it is. Yeah, that's, a, that's what it is. Damn, that's so fucking sick. Yeah. But then that deters people from pushing. Because people fucking push it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just little things like that. That makes me realize, like, we really are on the same boat. We yeah. just don't agree yeah. on other things, which, whatever. You know. Right. If you don't use any buzzwords, man, you're going to have a great time. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a great time. You're going to agree 100% with anybody. Oh, for you sure. Know? Just <laughs> stay away from, like, all the buzzwords. Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds silly because you're like, well, if they agree, well, then what does it matter? And, it, again, it goes back to people being misinformed. Yeah. Just maybe not understanding completely... And what what we're talking about. Like, can we also realize that all these corporations, they set aside billions and Mm. probably trillions of dollars um, convincing us to believe things that are against our best interest. For sure. You know, so like when I see other working class people who don't have, you know, what I consider to be like a a self-interested point of view. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cor- corporations have spent trillions of dollars making that person believe what they believe, oh, yeah. you know? So actually I kind of have a little heart and I'm like, damn, I, it's like, it sucks that their fucking tentacles have wrapped around your brain and squeezed it so much, mm-hmm. you know? And unfortunately that's the case because a business What's the number one rule of business? You spend money to make money, mm-hmm. you know? When they spend money on advertising, when they spend money on all their propaganda and stuff like that, they're buying something with their money. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a return on their oh, investment. Yeah. And that's our fucking brains. That's why that's and, our thinking, you know? That's how union companies work or yeah. exist. Right? Like, there's literally a companies out there that will make videos and target ads and shit like that to make sure that the people or your employees don't unionize. Yeah, it's it's shit. It's super shitty, scummy shit. <laughs> I don't know so what to scummy. call it, but it's just the worst. But there's a fucking space for it. Why? Because yeah. companies are terrified of losing even the most minimal fucking profit. Profit. Like it's also funny that people think that the moment that a company unionizes, especially something as big as Walmart, that that means that Walmart's gonna like break like they're gonna go bankrupt or some shit no like the Walton family asking, is the richest family i think yeah. in the united states or well, close to it's like right now with um the uh, writer strike right yeah like it's uh they asked you know adam conover is adam ruins yeah, everything adam ruins yeah. everything so he's actually pretty cool he's a cool guy man yeah I i'm like oh shit yeah, I fuck with him. so anyway uh so adam conover was on cnn and they asked oh, him like, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, they asked him like, uh, do you think it's fair? You know, with the times, I know shows are great, but you know, it, there is a a record decrease on the people that have like cable and shit like that. And his take was, yeah. Also, your boss made over a quarter million dollars last year, so it doesn't seem like there's any record low profits. And the lady oh was like, well, God. I think I just lost my job or something. And she's like, you ruined yeah. everything. Yeah. I think you just ruined my job. Yeah. But it's funny because that's such an easy take on like, listen, there is so many fucking profits. And it would take the most minimal amount, right? To yeah. be able to afford or, or be able to pay people what they deserve. But th- what they're afraid of 
is that today we ask for this and then tomorrow we're going to rightfully ask for more. Yeah. More in the name of vacation, healthcare, less exploitation. Like it's literally basic human and, rights. You know, that's the thing about um, uh, Das Kapital. Das. You know, is Ooh. what a book is you begin to realize that like the system for I would say the elites I guess and, and us to an extent when we set up a system the system of capitalism it's like a roller coaster yeah. and it has a beginning and it has an end uh-huh. and the decisions that these elites are making it, we're going along a trajectory right. which is known we know it it's we it's gonna happen uh it's like we know every five to seven years now every every other year <laughs> we're gonna have a market crash right they knew this 150 years ago right. you know we know that the elites are not going to save the climate that they're going to pursue profits you know right. in the short term because that has been the trajectory since the dawn of this mode of production you know it's like this has been uh, this has been foretold. Yeah, like yeah, it's like smoking a pack a day and thinking you're not gonna get sick from it. Right. You right. know because well I haven't gotten sick yet or uh, uh, so many fucking excuses. Also, who <laughs> the people <laughs> that tell you the most that this system works are the people benefiting from it. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, also, ain't, it ain't working for me. Also, the moment the free market isn't working in their fucking favor. They flip around yeah. and they're like, whoa, 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 well, we're going to need some fucking regulation, a.k.a. TikTok, right? Yeah. <laughs> now we're looking at TikTok and be like, okay, well, like they're, uh, what is it called? They're taking your data. And it's like, yeah, Mark, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't anything new. Yeah. But they need uh, a scapegoat. They need something because they know that they can't compete. They're grasping at straws. They really and They said that you know, the... The, the memes that were cheers, cheers, cheers. Sorry, I made a cut you off, but no, that's okay. Uh, I had so fucking special. So um, they said that the memes that these, these like, did you see the memes that they said yeah. uh, from Russia that infected our brain during the 2016 election? It was like Bernie. Who was and he was like strong and it said like vote for Bernie and they yeah. said that these memes infected their brains and they they are voting against their best interests because they uh, you know because of Russian Russia. memes. Uh, it's just like fuck, man. Like they're they're grasping at straws. They're trying to come up with all this kinds of stuff and it's it's like no. The issue is is that there's a bloated elite who steal all of our money and we're our living conditions are getting worse and worse and worse you know yeah i mean we just had a fucking, <laughs> that's the main thing we keep hearing also lately, and imperialism yeah of course but we keep hearing also of like a good old classic of child labor coming back oh and yeah every time i hear a story of that and people say like oh i can't believe that's happening it's like really truly you can't believe it's happening yes I believe it's a tragedy. I believe it's a horrible thing to be happening. But you're telling me that with the way things are going, with the way shit is happening, the abuse of people at the border, the abuse of uh, immigrants, 
Uh, the abuse of lower class. Yeah. You're telling me that child labor never hit your radar? Yeah. Come on, man. It's like it was right fucking there. And of course, it's been happening for years, right? Yeah. And now the right is making a push to legalize. Because, okay, so it's illegal for certain people or certain children to work under a certain age. It's illegal for children to work in hazardous conditions until the age of 18. And it's illegal uh, to work without, like, parent approval, things like that. Now, it, but shit still happened. And now the right is making a push to decriminalize uh, child labor, pretty much. Why? Because they think that that'll help the working force. Not to mention that they get paid way under wage. Yeah. And they're fucking children for crying out loud. Like, don't you think that if a family had the option that's another thing like they think of like well the family's okay with it they're forced to be okay with it yeah of course they they're gonna be okay if they're living paycheck to paycheck they're yeah like, it's another hey, can you help a check of course of co- they have no other uh they have nothing but incentives or they it's like no at least choice. i don't have to give you money right if you're making your own exactly money. that was a big exactly. thing about working for yeah you know yeah that's, that's and it's seen as bad yeah. when you're when you're like when you're young and you're like, oh, your parents give you money or something yeah, like that, like right. it's almost seen Pick as like a up for yeah. We're so indoctrinated with that kind of crap. Oh fuck yeah, we are the worst. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's just we're getting the old classics back, man. Now we're getting like <laughs> yeah, uh, McCarthy playing the hits. You hear about Florida not wanting socialists coming to their state and stuff like that. What what is it? Well, so apparently they made out a letter. And I'll send it to you because I'm going to misquote it. I always <laughs> do. But pretty much what they were saying is that people of the socialist and communist parties are not accepted in the state because they don't want people to be radicalized with they lies and poverty. their brains. That has targeted Cuba and fucking Venezuela and or whatever Banana Republic you want to mention. Oh, you know really? What I mean? Like all that kind of bullshit. And it's funny because all the memes of it is people posting old pictures of like the Ku Klux Klan being against uh, communism. And having like the same rhetoric. Oh my and God. It's like a fucking peach. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's such a, they're just, like you said, they're grasping at straws. So they're just fucking going back in the, in the archive and pulling shit out. You know, that's all it is. I, I just always go back to when the Soviet Union fell and they became capitalists, the life expectancy plummeted. Alcoholism came back in a huge mm-hmm. way prostitution like life expectancy and life outcomes education illiteracy it all came streaming back that's when they became capitalists and then the parasitic companies you know uh swooped in and and stole all the resources and expropriated them to western countries like i it's just people and obviously soviet union wasn't perfect Otherwise, it would have wouldn't have fallen. Right. But like the 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 anti-communism and the anti like world, basically, it's like, you know, we have such a crazy view here in the United States about these things. It's so yeah. it's so insane. And we so are, without history, we are kind of miles away or miles behind. Yeah. With a lot of things. Um, <laughs> and it, it is uh, frustrating, right? Because like as Che said, we're at the belly of the beast. We're the ones that are here. Belly of the beast. And we are the ones here. We're the ones. We are the front lines for a lot of this shit. And I love to see sort of like there is a resurgence of like unions. Yeah. Because uh, we had they had big, 
been weak for so long. Yeah. And there is a resurgence of at least the conversations of what a union is. Like growing up, the only reason I knew what a union was because of my dad. But outside of that, I was like, oh, it's just the work thing. You yeah. Know? And like yeah. people would talk like good about unions, bad, mostly bad about unions and stuff like that. And they would come up on like uh, mafia movies about you know, yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that, you know, sketchy shit, you know. And it's it's always like. It's always good Don to see Corleone that. Yeah. Had the had the uh, unions <laughs> the in his union. pocket. Or good fellas when yeah. the guy's like, "What do you do?" He's like, "I'm a construction." He's like, "It touches their hands." No, you don't feel like a construction. Yeah, I'm yeah. a union delegate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was just key word for I'm a fucking mafia guy. Right. You know. Um. Anyway, yeah. It's just it's just good to see. And then also like there is again acting your wage. There is sort of a conversation of like, hey, take the vacation. Like, hey, fuck your job. Like, like all of these great things. And I love to see it because it is a conversation willing to have. I have so much hope in, uh, uh, what is it, Zillennials or whatever, Gen Z, mm. and shit like that. Just for the sake of, like, they are so informed, you yeah. know? And, like, I've, I've come up on people that, like, have really great points in videos where I'm like, wow, you're how old? Like, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Okay. My sister sees a lot of shit, and she's 15, and she sees a lot of stuff, because she, she'll sometimes watch or listen to an episode. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's cool that you talk about politics. Like, I would have never cared about this shit when I was her age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean? 15. I would have never cared. Yeah. You know? So it's just so cool. Unfor- it's cool and unfortunate, because the reason they care is because everything's going to shit, right? <laughs> but, yeah, but it's it is. in hyper-focus. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see it. I think okay what do you think controversial controversial talk here okay send it like with the younger people 18 plus Mm -hmm. you know I don't see a the kind of work ethic that I would say me and you have um define work ethic it's like like the willingness to see your fucking comrades, you know, oh. and be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill in and I'm gonna carry my weight so that it eases the group, right? You know, well, I, think, I see yeah. just a, I don't give a fuck, yeah, you know. Well, it's I think it's that pendulum, right? Like for so long, we believe the lie that, and it may be just. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna say it's, it's and a I, bullshit I, I job, I'm, but I'm like, getting, I'm, you know, I, I think a. I'm going to arrive there. <laughs> yeah. So my take on it is that because of the pendulum swing, right, that people always talk about. So for so Melody's long, he's going to be happy about yeah. the pendulum. <laughs> pendulum. So for so long, um, we believe the bullshit that like the worker, the harder you work, the better you were. Yeah. And that your productivity was directly cor- uh, correlated with your worth as a person. Yeah. For so long, we believe that. And within our generation, we realized that that's all bullshit, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it started swinging down because yeah. we grew up with the belief of that, but now we know that it's bullshit. So we're still, we're honed, man. We're honed to our roots. We're honed yeah. to who we grew up as. Yeah. So it's swinging. So now people, as they're coming up, we're telling them, fuck your job. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. We're telling them, don't be exploited. It's not fucking worth it. Yeah. So that's what they're working on. So to us... I think part of it, it's like, man, you're really not pulling your weight. But that's kind of exactly what we told them to do, you know? And I think there is an adjustment period. Again, yeah. they're also... It's a contradiction. Yeah. yeah, it is a contradiction. It's like, 
you want one, but then you also want the other. It's yeah, like, it's, it's I a want perfect middle, but perfect doesn't exist, yeah, right? There is so, no, no. But thing I think if we give it enough time, right, it will sort of balance itself out. Yeah. And I think it's I rather have the person that says I don't give a fuck than the person that says that's like on your ass and it's like oh yeah hey, you don't want one you have a around. you've had a 12 minute break it's supposed yeah. to be a 10 minute break you know what oh, i mean like i yeah. fuck that person yeah so i'd rather have a lazy co-worker because then i'll be lazy <laughs> yeah 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 you know what i mean it's just i understand and like it is a little bit frustrating because we grew up thinking like well i gotta, yeah, I gotta is, fucking go i gotta go this know? is what i think is like I had abusive bosses. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had abusive who were really cracking the whip. Mm-hmm. And, and, but then through that process, I developed a work ethic in which I can just go. Yeah. And then kind of zone out yeah. and work. And I do. It is a certain plane. I do. I, I know. It's, but, but it's so there's stupid. Something there. There is something there. That I don't know if it's healthy. But you know what it is, though? I think The machismo. Yes, 100%. The machismo allows you to be a really good worker. Yeah. But you also you know? have to understand that, like, if But we it's were, toxic. If, yeah. It's a contradiction. Because we grew up with it as of, like, you're just another one and you're easily replaceable, right? But if we were able to hone that same energy, but instead of being, like, out of fear, being out of, like, pride for your work. Yeah. And, like, giving all of your attention to your craft, I feel like people could benefit from it and you get that same workout yeah because you're telling oh. someone like hey you're worth something so show that in your work so you to know? tie it in back to what we were talking about earlier with community yes yeah. you know like che guevara he would work like into into the night yeah he did his fucking stuff and just like at the docks unloading shit yeah. just like fucking at Whatever the fuck, I don't know what they did. He but did everything. He, he was did there. everything. He, I think at one point he was their like financial. Yeah. Uh, There's like CFO pretty much. But he would go down and do the labor yeah. jobs yeah, as well. He and he was the doctor all at the same time. Yeah. Like he was their main. I doctor. think that was the motorcycle do- diaries. He was going around and giving a little. Was he a doctor at that no, time? No. So no. So then he no. was a student. I just recently finished the book. Oh. And nice. then immediately watched the movie. Yeah. Because uh, it's just a, something I like to do, just to fucking be like, oh, I saw yeah. it and it wasn't like. You know. Yeah. Anyway. So, so what it was is he was in his last year, one of his last years of medicine, medicine school. So he knew what the fuck he was talking about, sort of. Mm. But when he took his trip, he slowly started to realize how much people were being fucked, pretty much. Mm. And he took it with a friend of his that was also a doctor, but he was a, he was a specific kind of doctor. No, he was like a, a research, uh, he was like a lab rat kind of guy. Mm. So anyway, they traveled the world. And they, along the way, started helping a lot of people with polio. They started helping a lot of people with, like, different diseases. Yeah. I remember it was like they would go to town to town, right? And he got torn by the idea of how fucked everybody was being, pretty much. And a little bit of it, it's funny because, like, in the preface of the book, I can't remember who wrote, like, rearranges or whatever. But they say, like, it's great to see the story knowing what Che Guevara came to be. Because you can really see sort of his heart break through the thing. And be like, like, what the fuck is happening? You know, because he came from an affluent family. Yeah. Him and his friend come from an affluent family. Just the sake of that trip was kind of a, you know, it was kind of like I got money and I have time to kill. So I'm yeah, going to yeah, fucking, yeah. before I have to go to It was to a little school. bourgeois. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and as a lot of people tend to be, you know, yeah. but it, it, that didn't stop him. And, and then, and it's interesting because throughout the book, you can really see sort of his shift. And at the end, he, 
he parts ways with his uh, friend, his good friend. His friend just goes back, gets married, continues living his life. And he, his friend asks him, like, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, I have a lot of shit to think about. Like, this trip really, you know, like, it really settled. Yeah. And then eventually, I believe, he goes to Mexico and is where he meets um, Castro. Yeah. And then he's asked to join, uh, he's asked to join the Cuban Revolution. And so, stuff like that. I will say, like, it is pretty interesting how a lot of the revolutionary figures are these kinds of planes walkers you know yeah and oh and yeah. how beneficial the vantage point is to be at one time an elite but also look at the working class mm-hmm. you know to come from two worlds and from a strictly like research science kind of mm-hmm. place that's exactly where you want to be you want to hear both sides mm-hmm. you know and with colonialism and stuff like this, it's like if you're if your country has been colonized and you they strictly control the information you get. Right. Right. And you only know what the what the masters of the land can can tell you about mm. the rest of the world kind of thing. But say if you're from the colonizing country mm. and you come and you see both worlds and you say to them like, hey, Here's what the rest of the world is like. It's bullshit. And they inform you that. So a lot of figures, Che Guevara, Mao. Yeah. uh, I'm not sure Stalin, but there's a a Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Chi Minh Minh. studied in uh, France, you know, and was able to see where the, he was like, whoa. Was it Marx? Marx as well. Marx was well off. And Engels. Like, and so all these figures. People that study, like, education is such a big part of it. Like, like I said, uh, Che Guevara studying medicine. Like, that wasn't an easy feat. And not to mention, like, financially. I think what it is, like, one of the big parts of, like, radicalization or just the idea of, like, understanding and appreciating Marx is really shattering some fucking walls. Yeah. Right? Like, and. For that time, at least, the way to shatter your walls was to put yourself in those extreme situations. You know, yeah. for, personally, for me, it happened within the healthcare system. It fucking broke my heart. And it made me mm. realize, like, how fucked up a lot of the shit around me was. And I was just a little cog in it, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it was so, it was so heartbreaking, really. And, but again, it's also from a working class perspective. So I definitely felt very, like, powerless at it all. You know, yeah. so I guess those people like we mentioned also kind of have like the privilege and when properly executed, they can truly do some damage. Not to say that we can do some shit, but it's just that like, you know, well, they're right fucking oh, there. I'm, I'm a planeswalker as well. Yeah, yeah. well you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I'm multiracial and like I can see like. I don't want to say see both sides. Uh, bring it back. Get out of here. Yeah, fucking get out of here, sides. buddy. Get out of here. <laughs> no, when I when I went to the Philippines, that was when shit really clicked. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, look at what our society has wrought. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's it's insane. Yeah, it's like those pictures you see of, like, Iraq before the war and after. Yeah. Right? Afghanistan before yeah. the war and after. And it really is like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, we've done nothing good. Have I talked about that drip on the pod? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we had a whole uh, imperialist uh, episode. Oh, we like, did? I think our second oh, shit, episode. Shit. So. 
I don't Make remember. Sure you check that one hey, out. folks, I don't remember a single We don't thing. remember. We never remember. <laughs> we're drinking most of them. I think yeah. we've been drinking for most of our pods for the Let's last see. couple of uh, Oh, Rourke. How's it going, buddy? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't even looked. Veto. Hey, Veto. Thank you so much for the birthday card. Uh, love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we I'm, failed. Immensely at the whole life thing. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We're gonna open we didn't up. Even look at the. We're gonna open up to questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, do I we have any questions? I don't even think we have anyone on now. No, I think <laughs> just, we do. I think it's just me. I think it's just. Oh, me just now. one. Yeah. Oh fuck. We lost them. We lost. We lost them. them. I know, but we will get better. I think we should definitely stop every like, few minutes. <laughs> next There's time. just one. We, yeah, well, it's just us now. Oh, shit. But I, we did have a bunch of people coming in and out. I think we just never addressed them. And we need to. That's live a and good you learn, idea. buddy. We live, live and you learn. learn. We must consult Roland. Oh, man. Roland we must is consult. so good at that shit. I know. God damn. You got to be Dude, good at social media. Go to reservation. Oh. <laughs> Dude, we got to go. Indian Reservation. My God. Be the fun. best place in the world. That is where uh, that's been some of the happiest times of my oh, life. Oh man! Well, I hope to add to one yeah. of your memories. No, I mean for sure. Every yeah, time you fun. go there, it's just like the vibes are so good. Nice, nice. it's so good. Well, uh, Joey, uh, let's go ahead and end it on um, a quick note. Uh, Desanti is running for president. Desanti's running for president. Shocker! Uh, torturer in chief. Yes, you know. What was the slogan? Make America Comeback? Or something like that? I just... Make the American Comeback? Some crazy shit like that? Make it, make America Come Again? Yeah, Come Again, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> something stupid like that, yeah. Um, and how pathetic was that he announced with Elon Musk on like Twitter? Yeah, I heard it went terribly. Horribly. Stupid. What a fucking dumb stupid. son of a bitch, dude. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it's of course fucking ridiculous. But you know what? I can't wait to see how much shit they talked about each other and then eventually just be like, no, yeah, he's going to be great because <laughs> they're going to have to endorse each other. Yeah. You know, at one yeah. point or another. Yeah. Well, I don't think Trump would do that. I think Trump will still stay salty till the end. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, also, I want to say um, shout out again to the PSL for hosting uh, that event yes. that we went to at Libelula. And um, it was serendipitous. Yes, of course. Because uh, right on time, uh, we had a book club, um, which I here fucking in Reyes Verde. missed. I can't. I'm yeah, so David, mad. David I'm missed so it. Fucking, I never missed miss one. It. I never missed one. <laughs> Literally, I never missed one. And the one day I miss, I'm always here, and then no. people cancel on me. That's yeah. what usually happens. That was a shame. Yeah, that was a shame. It was a shame. But uh, PSL, and reach out. I'm gonna. I, like I said, I've been talking to one of the guys. Yeah. Uh, or the CPUSA. No. PSA, PSL, PSL, one of the PSL guys, because I, I saw them at the Chicano Park Day and I signed up for their stuff, yeah, for their newsletter. And one of them reached out to me and they was like, hey, man, like, what's up? Like, what do you think? Anyway, long story short, they've been sending a lot of stuff to me like, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should come to this. Hey, you should come to that. But they never mentioned this one. And I'm a, I'm a little yeah. bit upset because I told them I'm busy weekends, but I can mostly do weekday shit. Never mentioned it. And then, uh, you know, I, yeah, I would have yeah, loved yeah. to have been there. Oh, uh, but it was cool. Yeah, no, that's and that's kind of what we were talking the about. Posters, honestly. Yeah, it's so cool. And I realized if I see a poster with socialism oh, on it, yeah. it's like immediately. I was telling uh, I saw it when telling it came my in wife, too. I was like, yeah. 
I feel the same way about a poster where I see socialism and it's an event as I do about like a like a band right. that I want to see. It's like, oh well, I have to go. Yeah, I have to go. Man. Some of them, it's like if it's if it's your band, it's like, oh, you gotta, gotta go. go. You gotta yeah, go. You gotta and go. I saw event socialism like thirty minutes from now. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. Like that's it. But how cool is it that like it's it, I I saw so many people in, or at least from the posts. There was, it was full. It was cool. Yeah, it, it was, was cool. cool. That How was the cool first. That? Uh, that was the first like socialism themed event God I went to. Damn it, man! It was I'm so heartbroken. PSL. PSL they had free one. tacos. Yeah, I saw they that. had free tacos. It, they tacos had socialism. My two favorite fucking things. Yeah. Tacos, socialism, and books. Yeah. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> damn it, Leslie. Oh. My dear birthday happened to be yesterday. Um. Can I give you a book recommendation? Oh, for sure, man. Go for it. So, I just uh, crushed. I've been crushing audiobooks at work. Nice. And um, shout out audiobooks. Shout out audiobooks. Um, Blood Meridian. Hmm. Have you heard of it? No. It's by Cormac McCarthy, who wrote uh, No Country for Old Men Ooh. and The Road. Okay. And love No Culture for Old Men. I read the book after I saw the movie yeah. just because I love the fucking movie so much. The book is so much better. Yeah. So much fucking better. So, you can cut... It's a whole package. Right. The, the um, Blood Meridian. Okay. It's, it's kind of like... It's... Historians have said this is 100% accurate. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, but it's like a novel, more in a novel way. It's a novel and there's characters and they have story arcs and stuff. Right. And it's based off of this guy's real theme. And through this book, you can kind of get a good look of American history. Nice. In specifically the Southwest and 19 or 1850s, like Mexican American war right, right. and what it was like I after love that. that. Shit, man. Yeah. That's cool. This is kind of like the, the anti cowboy book. Oh, shit. it's the okay. quintessential anti cowboy book because, and it, and it puts into perspective perspective. So many things that are, are so real too. Right. Like if you could imagine that American mercenaries, are hired by the governor of Chihuahua, right. Mexico, to hunt down Apaches. Oh shit! Okay. And and like that is true. Like right. no, for sure. And and it puts into perspective that like Spanish under Spanish colonization, they they paid the northern tribes mm-hmm. money to fight against the. Uh, you know, Native Americans to the north. Right. And that was the civilization like process. Right. And that, like, when in the 1850s, when colonizers moved west, that those groups, the Comanche and the Apache and stuff like that, that they were pushed south into Mexico because right. of this. And it puts together this whole geopolitical kind of, like, insane brutal crazy craziness and right. I've just been blown away by oh, that yeah? story dude I, I gotta check it out man. you gotta crazy. listen to it like, listen to it at work man yeah, it's yeah, like, I'm gonna look it up I, uh, I've been um, I've been looking for a good audiobook cause I I'm in this moment where like I think I'm all caught up on my podcast 
that like, I nice. listen to, which I listen to a fucking lot of them. But yeah, yeah, like 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 uh, Stavros and stuff like that. He only posts like <laughs> once a fucking week, so I kill his stuff like immediately. You know yeah, what I mean? and like same with the you other could go into the stuff. the forbidden realm. Yeah, right. With his with his, you stuff? know what he did yeah, before. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy. So I I love a lot of uh, like um, I I, li- I love um. Audio formats. I don't know what, which is funny because I now I we make one and stuff. Yeah. Because again, we post clips, but we don't really post the whole video. Like, to get the whole thing, you gotta listen to it. Yeah. And I think, uh, I always have this like sort of conflict because I don't think other people like them as much as we do, at least. Yeah. So it's definitely like people are like, oh, it's like where's the video? I'm like, yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no video. You gotta watch uh, it. You gotta listen yeah, to it. Yeah, you gotta listen to it. But dude, it, audio formats are so amazing because you can do so much shit. Like. Videos really do take up so much of your uh, time and energy. who can watch a two-hour-long video? Exactly. Nowadays? So I love, it's like I can barely watch a movie. When I, I love get a good work. audio format while I'm fucking washing dishes, laundry, driving, working, anything really. Um, especially if it's slow, slow like today. All I did was put grout on fucking concrete boxes, and I was just listening to shit all day, just fucking all day. I've I've got a audiobook playlist on YouTube nice. which has like 70 something audiobooks yeah. on it that I've just yeah, been YouTube's collecting. Cool. Yeah, YouTube's great. It's everything you want is at your fingertips. It really is. So much you information. Know, so much information. So much information. Anyway, Joey, as always, thank you so much. Great. Such a great rant. We eh, I'd like to say we had no main topic, but as always, no, this was uh we're getting about, back in the saddle. Yes. You know, and as always, it's, it's about the working class. It's about the working Here class. Here at Working Class Stooges, we like to remind you that you have worth and that your worth is not connected to your productivity. Yeah, yeah. And with that, yeah. thank you for listening. Thank you for making it this far. If you made it this far, make sure to check us out at South of the Eight Pod, at South of the Eight Pod and Instagram. There you can see everything for Working Class Stooges, Talk to Jess, or South of the Eight. And. Where can we find you, uh, Joey? You can find me uh, at Reyes Rarities Books and Antiques, located in the Art Hub on Logan yes. Avenue, which is uh, directly across the street from Por Vida, or t- in between the Logan Inn and Border X. Yep. Yeah, and all the way at the end of the hall, where the treat at the end of the hall. Oh, yes. Yeah, you really are the little cherry on We're the top. We're the last, 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 last. Yeah, and come say hi. Come check out a book. Uh, come check out the new setup. I love it, dude. Yeah, I I, can't I'm personally here Friday, Saturday. So, cool. so if you want to come holler at me yeah. or my cousin is going to be here yeah. on uh, Thursdays and Sundays, maybe even before that. Yeah. You know, so. That's what's up. I'm looking to pick up some shifts soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, yeah. come check it uh, out. David will be here on uh, Monday at uh, 6 a.m. Yeah, there we go. Right, right, right. Uh, no, definitely come check it out. It's a lovely store. Uh, I spend way too much time here. <laughs> but it's fun. It's great. Uh, again, thanks for listening. As always, have a good one. Thank you so much. <laughs>